It is the fourth and final hour. Dennis and Callahan, and yeah, Minahan's here as well. Our conversation with Sean Thornton is brought to you by the City of Boston Credit Union and by Norfolk Power Equipment. Sean, as always, joins us on the AT&T Hotline. Good morning, Mr. Thornton. How are you? I am aces. How are you? Uh, we're doing very, very well. Uh, we spent the first three hours of this program sort of reflecting on the changes to individuals, the changes in the city, and how the light seems to be outshining the darkness based on the one-year anniversary uh, of the bombings at the marathon. Looking back on that day and this year, Sean, just some observations from you and your teammates as as you and your team, the Red Sox and that organization, played a significant role in the healing process in and around these parts. I, I mean, we, we like hearing that, but we're also aware that you know, we just play a game. That's uh, what's happened in the last year is real life, and um, a lot of people were affected. Uh, so it, it, it it's really hard for us to talk about because we we're happy to be the distraction at that time mm-hmm. uh, to try and put a good product out there for three hours to take people's minds away from what's really going on. You know that. That was an honor, but at the end of the day, we, we just play a game, so it's, it's kind of tough to talk about. But, Sean, you, uh, for you personally, and some of your teammates personally as well, it was more than going out and playing a game at the Garden. There were, there were hospital visits. There were phone calls. There were, there were personal things that you and some of your teammates did that I think made a difference in people's lives. I, I, I hope so. I, I think uh, a lot of people around the city that did a lot of things to, to help the, the healing, and you know, we were happy to be a small part of it. Well, I know you lived near or lived near Spalding, and uh, it was convenient for you. But you did make a number of uh, visits over there. Can you just tell us one or two people that uh, left made an impression on you, and and what was it like to see the progress they were making as as you went over there on a regular basis? It was uh, <clears throat> tell you what, it, it puts a lot of things in perspective. I know we say that all the time, but it's true. Um, I guess the lasting impression I. Forgive me, I don't remember his name. One of the guys from Stoneham uh, didn't know who I was. I, I'd gone there with Ken Casey from the Dropkicks, and I think he just thought I was, you know, part of the band. And he walked in and grabbed my ass, uh, was, and then afterwards he was like, "Oh my God, I, dropped, I grabbed someone's ass!" And he's a huge hockey fan. He just didn't recognize me at first. It was pretty, uh, pretty funny actually. I, I think that was one of the Norden brothers. Yes, I think I, you are correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 And you got the chance to talk to somebody at Walter Reed a couple of weeks ago, right? With Ortiz. Ortiz put uh, you put you on the phone. Put you on the phone with a fan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pretty that was pretty cool. Bobby called me. He texts me every now and again. He very rarely does he call me. So we were waiting for our flight to, uh, to whatever road game we were going to. I was like, oh, he doesn't call me. It must be important. So I picked up and um, <laughs> I think it's. Poppy's talking baseball with him. He's like, yeah, thanks, but I'm not really a baseball fan, though. Uh, so he uh, found out that he was a Bruins fan and a hockey fan and uh, put me on the phone. He was, uh, I guess he was happy. I, I promised him if we won that uh, he could come, I'd get him up here so he could drink out of the cup. Hey, are you aware that, uh, with all due respect to the Boston Bruins, some people, some hockey fans' new favorite player in the NHL is a young guy by the name of Justin Johnson? You you alerted to me uh, this to me yesterday, and I checked it out. You're exactly right. He knocked the crap out of John Scott. Yeah, he uh, he went in. He did a good job. I mean, that happens. Every, uh, every you fight enough, you're going to get caught every now and again. So uh, he he was swinging for the fences with his left hand, and he, he caught him on the chin. And 
know, like I said, you, you fight that amount of times. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to get tagged every once in a while. Uh, I've been on I've been on both sides of it. Was Is Justin Johnson a known commodity? If he wasn't, he is now. What was his reputation? Uh, I think he's a really tough guy in the AHL. He's uh, obviously younger than me uh, and wasn't in the AHL when I was down there. Uh-huh. But uh, talking to some of the guys that have played in Providence, they said uh, – they called a couple guys up, Gallant and uh, Johnson. Both those guys have a pretty good reputation down there for being uh, tough guys. He went lefty, did he not, against Scott? He did. He did. Left, left for right. May the best man win. That's pretty, that was pretty helpful to him. Hey, it all begins the second season on uh, Friday night. Is it safe to say that of all of the teams you could have drawn for your first-round experience, A, this might be the most different, and B, this is certainly one that's had the most success against you. They're a puck control team, a lot of speed, not big and physical and bad like the Bruins. Uh, it's sort of like a European team you're playing on Friday night, right? Agreed. Yeah, they're, uh, I, we're getting to the rink now. We're going to go over the video and look at their tendencies and all that stuff. But from playing against them um, the two times that I played, they're, they're very skilled, very fast. They don't dump the puck in a lot. They usually try and uh, bring it back, regroup, enter with speed, and with puck possession, um, a little bit different than how we're built, uh, or a lot of bit different. We, we're more of a crash and bang, and then possess the puck when mm. we uh, when we get it back. Uh, so it, it's an interesting matchup, but we like it. I mean, you got to beat everyone to get there anyway, so uh, we're, we're okay with it. We, we we worked hard to be the best team during the regular season, and. Uh, Matchups shouldn't matter. We should be worried about what we're doing inside our room, I guess. I, I, I know you won a cup on this team, but uh, it was a struggle. It was a, a long, drawn-out battle through the playoffs. Right now, as you sit here on this team, the 2014 Boston Bruins, does it feel like the best Bruins team you've ever been a part of, Sean? I don't know. We've had some good ones here, um, and it's tough to say. I mean, the playoffs are a battle every year, uh, and by the time you get, to, if you're lucky enough to get to the end, uh, it, it's been a war getting there, and I, I don't expect that to be any different if we're fortunate enough to get there this year. Does it matter at all that they beat you three out of four times this year from your perspective or their perspective when you get ready to play Friday night? Is that any factor at all? Uh, I mean, it's a, you say it all the time. It's a new season now. The, the slate is wiped clean. The uh, regular season really doesn't matter, but that being said, I talked about it uh, yesterday with John. It's it might get your radar up a little bit, knowing that uh, they're a challenge. You know, you're not just going to uh, throw throw the puck on the ice and win. It's it, uh, our team responds fairly well to challenges, so I, I kind of like that actually. By most accounts, uh, Las Vegas included, and all the hockey experts as well, they have the Bruins as the most complete, the strongest, the toughest in every single, almost every single aspect that you can break down a hockey team. Uh, as the best team in the playoffs right now. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for this team psychologically? Because we know coaches, uh, Belichick, probably Claude, like to play the disrespect card. Nobody's disrespe- disrespecting the Bruins as you enter the playoffs. Honestly, indifferent in our room. We it, we don't really pay attention to that stuff. It won't matter uh, whether we're favorites, underdogs, even money. It, it doesn't matter. We're really just worried about going out and playing and all the other stuff kind of gets tossed tossed away we're just uh it sounds so cliche but it's true and that's why we've had success is that we just we just really focus on what's going on in our room and we focus on the one game at a time and that's the end of it for us 
Hey, obviously, Claude has done an amazing job this year, and no one's questioning anything he's doing anymore. What's he like in the locker room? Does he have his Herb Brooks moments? Will he get you guys all fired up uh, before you take the ice on Friday? Um, he's definitely got a pulse on our room. He's been here for, you know, eight, seven, eight years that I've been here, and he's an amazing coach. I think that uh, he, we – we're fortunate enough to have a good bunch of guys that have been around just as long, and he doesn't need to do the rah, rah, rah. Um, we take it upon ourselves to be ready most times. But that being said, if we're, uh, if we're not ready, he, he will let us know. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't watched any of the behind the bees stuff, but I'm sure you maybe got a taste more of uh, mm. how passionate he can be. Uh, I know some of the criticism before was, oh, he doesn't look like he gets fired up. He doesn't. It, he's... He's got a really good feel for when he needs to yell, when he needs to lay back, when he needs to be honest, when he not not to be honest. Uh, he's been really, really good for us every year, and finally, I guess people are starting to realize that uh, realize that now. What's an example of a coach, Claude or somebody else, not being honest? What does that mean? Like telling somebody they're doing fine when they're not? I don't get get what that means. Well, it's not easy to be. I'm sure it's not. I'm not the coach, but I'm sure it's not easy to be the bad guy and tell a guy that he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing out there. I mean, yeah. it's uh, everyone kind of avoids conflict in life. So uh, if, I'm, if I'm not playing properly or Z's not playing properly or Bergie's not playing properly or Danny Pye's not playing properly, he, he has no problem letting you know, uh, but he does it in the right way. and it, it kind of wakes you up. What's your brief play of the year now with him? I know he's been hurt at sometimes. He's healthier now. Looks like he's ready to go. You've played with Erickson now for a year. What's your impression having played with him here for this season? He's got the best stick I've ever seen as far as uh, turning pucks over. And I've never, ever seen anybody that picks off more passes and, and picks more pockets than he does. I, I only played against him a handful of times before him getting here, and he's, uh, he's obviously a, a really smart hockey player. He's skilled, uh, you know, he's been on Olympic teams forever. I think that it's just uh, until you see him day in and day out, the little things that he does that really stand out in my mind, such as picking off pucks with a good stick. He he's not going to run people over, but he goes into that corner and he always comes out with the with the biscuit. Sean, I know the Bruins had the day off yesterday. You are back at it today, so this might be a more fair question to ask you tomorrow or the next day or the day after that, but when Claude breaks down the footage, and shows what the priorities are personnel-wise on the Red Wings. Is that little speedster Gustav Nyquist near the top of the list of things you got to be careful of? You're right. Probably an easier answer to uh, an easier question to answer tomorrow or the next day. But um, I'm sure he will be. He finished with 20-something goals in 20-something games or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. So you, you can't just uh, you know brush that under. It's He's a special talent, and they've done a good job of grooming him and getting him ready, and it looks like he's uh, the real deal. So um, I know from playing against him last game, he uh, he gets that opportunity. He's going to bury it. So, But he's one of a long list of skilled guys they have on that side. I'm not sure who's healthy. They had some injuries last time we played them, but uh, I think that they, they are very dangerous. If we put the radar gun on skaters, Pae or Nyquist wins? I'm going with Pae. He's I know everyone knows he's fast, but like, I don't think anyone realizes how fast he is when he when he wants to be. 
If you're Mike Babcock, final question, and you are prioritizing guys that you really have to handle on the Boston Bruins, how do you list them and in what order? Chara, Aginla, Bergeron. We'll forget Tuca. We'll leave the goaltender out of this thing. Who would be the most important guy to shut down if you're Babcock and the Red Wings? Chara, Aginla, or Bergeron? Other, other than myself, you mean. <laughs> yeah, other than yourself. Uh, Bergeron. I think that uh, he is, without a doubt, the best two-way player in the NHL. Mm. I, don't think, uh, I don't think that's close. Kretsch, Kretsch he's probably a, a close second. I think that his name doesn't get brought up uh, enough as far as how good he is defensively because he's so dynamic offensively, people kind of forget about it. But he... Uh, he could get 100 points a year, I think, if he wanted to, but he chooses to play defense first, and then, you know, offense comes with that. Uh, nice job at Braintree High School yesterday. I think the kids were paying attention to what you had to say. Thank you, thank you. I, I should have went before you, though. It's tough to follow. <laughs> Did anyone know who John Dennis was? No. Any of these? You know, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, that guy ran out at the end. You wanted to shake your hand. Big yeah, hand. yeah. Oh, was he like a janitor? <laughs> when, we, when we walked <laughs> in, it's like – yeah, 1,400, 1,500 kids in this gigantic gymnasium, and we walk in, and there's a standing ovation. And I looked at Thornton, and I said, I feel like, uh, I feel like Jordan Spieth walking up the 18th with <laughs> hey, Papa. I'm <laughs> pretending they're clapping for me I here. remember you told me that story while you were texting me on your ride home. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we, we don't text and drive, do we, Sean? No, we do not. All right. Uh, and we're, we have some good news. Sean's going to join us uh, after every Bruins playoff game between now and the night they win the Cup, the day after they win the Cup. Sean, uh, back to work. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you, guys. Sean Thornton with Denison Callahan. Our conversation with Sean is brought to you by the City of Boston Credit Union and by Norfolk Power Equipment.